Tennessee picked up two new football commits and a ton of momentum exiting the final weekend of official visitors for the month of June ahead of the dead period. We'll tell you all about it here on a Monday Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome into it. It is a new week and it's time for some Locked On Vols. I'm your host, Eric Kane. So glad that you guys chose to elect and spend some of your time with us here on the podcast. And it's brought to you today in part by Bet Online. It's got you covered this season with more props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net. It is where the game starts. Guys, thank you so much for making Locked On Vols your first listen, your first watch on YouTube. It's available weekday mornings wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, of course. And um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to find them, Odyssey app, it's there for you for your listening pleasure. Uh, don't forget tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday. So any questions, comments, concerns, literally whatever you have, throw them on in there at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. That's on Twitter. The DMs, the tweets, you can tweet me, whatever you want, and at Facebook at Kaner on Air. And we'll spend tomorrow's show, however many questions we get, we'll spend answering uh, Twitter Tuesday questions for the mailbag on tomorrow's show. A lot of you guys have already been sending me in your questions, and I do appreciate that. So uh, bookmarked them. I'm saving them. And um, we'll get to them tomorrow on tomorrow's show. But two commitments for the University of Tennessee. Tons of momentum uh, exiting uh, official visit weekends. And then lastly, here coming up in segment three, Jeremy Pruitt. I teased it a little bit last week. He went on the... See the Crane and Company podcast last week and had some good things to say about Tennessee Volunteers. So uh, we're going to hear that audio and uh, we're going to discuss that here to end the Monday show. But who are those two commits for the class of 2023? Well, the first one came down the pike on Saturday at about 1 o'clock Eastern time. John Slaughter. John Slaughter per rivals is a three-star safety. About six foot two, 195, around 200 pounds. He is from South Haven, Mississippi, and he has long been linked to the University of Tennessee. Actually, uh, Tennessee's second commit of the weekend, Jeremiah T. Lander, the same situation. We'll get to him in a moment. But uh, Tennessee's starting to cross the uh, T's and dot the I's this weekend in terms of uh, guys who they have you know, long been linked to and long been the favorite for for months upon months upon months. That's what John Slaughter was. Um, he chose Tennessee over Florida State and Ole Miss. At the time, he became Tennessee's 11th commit for the class of 2023 and uh, joined fellow defensive commits, Jack Luttrell and Sylvester Smith in the secondary, along with Caleb Herring, Nathan Robinson, and Trevor Duncan at linebacker and on the defensive line. Uh, here's a scouting report when I talked to his head coach, Calvin Aldridge of Sa South Haven Football. Quote, he's an outstanding player. He's different. Some people are just made to play ball, and he's one of them. He's basically the complete package. He'll come down and hit you playing in the box, but he loves to roam. He's the ideal safety. He'll set you up. He's instinctive, and his ball skills are crazy. He's a good teammate. Um, he, had, he had a group of seniors in front of him last year, and now he's following that blueprint. The thing I like about what he does, he tends to take a lot of his teammates on him uh, with visits to different schools just to give them that experience for motivational purposes. He's really just a good ball player. He's one of those guys that will always make a play. There's always some guy that you have to watch because eventually they're going to make some type of spectacular play, some crazy play. He's that kid when it comes to high school football. At least once or twice a game, he's going to make a play that's jaw-dropping to everyone who hadn't seen it. But to us, it's just the stuff he does every single day in practice. End quote. That is Calvin Altridge. Uh, the head coach of South Haven football. So how does he fit in with uh, the Tennessee Volunteers? Well, again, he's a bigger body guy, about six foot two, 200. And, you know, the Tennessee has a history of, of 
Uh, it's about the drafting of recruiting bigger safeties, right? I mean, Jalen McCullough is a bigger safety. Jordan Thomas is a bigger safety. Uh, John Slaughter kind of fits that bill as a bigger safety, but he moves really well vertically and laterally. A uh, guy that can play both strong or free safety. Um, and again, like his head coach said, he's really he does really well roaming over the top and cover one or um, in cover zero type situations where he's just got to be the free man over the top, right? Um, he packs a punch when he comes downhill to hit you. Obviously, with that stature, um, he. You know, whenever the receiver goes up for a for to, to make a catch, he'll come in and hit you. A lot of times, it will knock the ball loose, or it's an easy pass breakup, or you know, sometimes the catch is secure, but he'll come up and knock it loose and you know force a fumble because again, he brings a whole lot with his tackles and with his with his hits. And he's a guy that can also come off the edge and zero blitzing if they want to bring pressure from the third layer. He's shown to do that um, on tape for sure earlier. Um, in I guess was you know earlier this spring you know when I spoke to him in one of my articles of allquest.com he said this about Tennessee Tennessee likes the way I move I'm pretty big size about six foot two two hundred so they like the way I move and how I flip my hips they like how quick I am to the break another thing is my ball skills that's what the coaches love about me the most my ball skills um in quote that's again something he told me earlier this recruiting season back in the spring um He's also a guy that goes in on offense, you know, for big play type situations. He, I think he hauled in four receptions at wide receiver. He had or four receptions at wide receiver for touchdowns. He also had four interceptions this past fall at the safety spot. Um, he looks like a guy that can play in the Southeastern Conference. He has the good basics and a good skill set. And uh, it's just about fine-tuning those skills, you know, obviously over the next, you know, four years when he gets to the University of Tennessee. But he'll have a senior season ahead here in 2022. And, um, you know, once he gets to Tennessee, trying to revamp that that secondary look because, of course, you've got uh, Jalen McCullough, who's entering his, his senior season, Trey Flowers, uh, is entering that red shirt, or excuse me, that COVID senior type situation. You will return some guys who can play safety in Wesley Walker, Andre Turrentine, Christian Charles, Danico Slaughter, and Tamarian McDonald, as well as Jordan Thomas. I checked when I spoke to him. He was also on official visit this weekend. Uh, that's when he committed on Saturday. I checked to see if he was uh, cousins with Danico Slaughter, and John Slaughter is not. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, he's a guy that can you know contend for some a spot in the rotation, and of course contend for. Uh, a spot on special teams right away. So Tennessee, another safety commit. That's now their third safety commit of this cycle and Jack Luttrell and Sylvester Smith. And so Tennessee looks to be pretty set at safety right now. So the attention now is going to turn on the cornerback spot. And we'll get to that momentarily in segment number two. But uh, Sunday as well, Sunday afternoon, about four o'clock, Tennessee picked up another commitment again on the defensive side of the football in linebacker Jeremiah T. Lander. According to Rivals, he's a three-star prospect, six foot two, about 215. 220. He's from Gainesville, Georgia, where he attends Gainesville High School. And just like John Slaughter, a guy that has been linked to Tennessee for quite some time. I thought he would pop earlier in the summer. Um, he held out until you know later on in July or later on in June until yesterday, obviously. Uh, but he's a guy that has long been since linked to the University of Tennessee. He now joins seven pledges on the defensive side of the football uh, with. Um, you know, it's John Slaughter, who we just spoke on, Jack Luttrell, Sylvester Smith, Caleb Herring, Nathan Robinson, and Trevor Duncan. Uh, seventh commit, excuse me, on the defensive side of the football, 12th overall for 
uh, Tennessee. Now, North Carolina made a push for him, and Tennessee was able to hold out. He had been to Tennessee about four or five times in the last year, three times in the spring season, and um, North Carolina and Louisville were pushing, but Tennessee was able to uh, hold on to him and win out. This is a quote from his head football coach of Gainesville High School, Josh Niblett, on Jeremiah Tlander. Quote, Jeremiah brings everything to the table from one end of the spectrum to the other. He's got that mindset, leadership. He's just got it. It's one of those things that you can't really say what it is, but he's got it. You talk about the intangibles, being a competitor, and always striving to chase winning with competitive greatness. That's him every single day. It's not just on some days, but it's every single day. His football knowledge is unbelievable, but uh, then he is his knack for understanding and. Let me try that again. His knack for understanding situations in football is fantastic. He's a great physical football player who is a really, really good athlete. He can play anywhere on the field, and that's the thing that makes him so valuable because there's so many things in his skill set that is so large. I am so excited for him. He's a guy that plays wide receiver, plays tight end, plays little running back, plays linebacker, can play some defensive end, but his home is at linebacker. I'll make this short and sweet. Um, you know, 137 tackles, 33 TFLs, three interceptions, three forced fumbles. That was his stat line as a junior, uh, you know, this past fall. And of course, he's looking to up that as a senior coming up in the season of 2022. Very instinctive player. He's always falling forward. He's got a great first step coming downhill. Uh, his momentum carries him to the football. Acceleration through the line of scrimmage on blitzes and or just reading the play. Um, is exceptional. Um, his re reading his keys through the line of scrimmage to the ball carrier, or when he's out of the box in man on the line of scrimmage, or the defensive or the uh, the running back in the backfield, if that's his key, does a great job of keeping his eyes where they need to be. Uh, but the best part about his game is he runs the alley well. And if you guys have heard me talk about linebacker play, that's a big thing that I love about linebackers. Can you close the gap while moving laterally? but close the gap to you and the ball carrier so the point in time, like on an outside zone or a stretch or a toss, you can make the play at or behind the line of scrimmage. And Jeremiah Tlander, according to his tape, he does just that. So he's got good size to play in Tim Banks' scheme, but he can he can add a little bit more weight. And um, he's going to be a guy that I think can play uh, in this league. Like safety position, the linebacker position is going to kind of turn over after the season. You bring back Jeremy Banks, he's going to be a redshirt senior. Solon Page is going to be a redshirt senior. Um, you've got Juwan Mitchell, who's going to be a redshirt senior. Aaron Beasley is going to be a true senior. So you're going to need some guys like Elijah Herring, William Mohan, Quasi Garland, Caleb Perry, and now Jeremiah Tlander to step up and you know, be those new guys to step up and take the snaps, right? And so it'll be an excellent opportunity for uh, Jeremiah T. Lander in that regard. Uh, now with Jeremiah T. Lander committed to the University of Tennessee, uh, another three-star linebacker from Georgia, Grayson, a Grayson standout, Jalen Smith, who's going to be making his announcement on July the 10th. Tennessee is in a good position there, and he could be the second guy to commit via an inside linebacker spot for the University of Tennessee. So the Volunteers, they now have 12 total commits, seven on the defensive side of the football, and five of the last six commits have been on the defensive side of the football. Tennessee picking up two commits via official visitors and John Slaughter and Jeremiah Tlander over the weekend for, again, the University of Tennessee. What about the rest of the weekend? Who else is on campus? Who did Tennessee move the needle for? I will tell you when we return here on Locked On Vols. But first, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your sports betting needs, sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's hockey playoffs that just wrapped up, Major League Baseball, or just ongoing, rather. And uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and a whole lot of 
scores. BetOnline.net remains your number one spot for your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about all the latest trends and all the action. BetOnline.net, it is where the game starts. We continue on here with your Monday edition of Locked On Vols. Remember, guys, Twitter Tuesday, your mailbag show that's coming up tomorrow. Get in those DMs at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. Ask anything you'd like. I will do my best to answer it, and we will spend all day tomorrow's show, if we need to, uh, answering your questions. So we're talking recruiting here on this Monday, and um, obviously, you know, we do. it's uh, the, the final official visit weekend of the month of June. It's going to go dead. The dead period will begin, meaning there will be no on-campus visits for the University of Tennessee or any uh, college for that matter. Now, the coaches can still work the phones and whatnot, but um, regardless, there won't be any camps or any official visitors or any unofficial visitors or anything like that. So it's always a big final weekend for uh, any school. And Tennessee had 13 official or 12 official visitors on campus over the weekend, and uh, I've broken it down in my notes here to you know a section where Tennessee did really well. Tennessee is standing pat with Tennessee moved the needle with um, a commit section uh, section, and then just a question mark because I have no clue what to think about uh, Jeremiah Cobb at running back. Uh, I'll start there, I guess. Jeremiah Cobb, uh, Tennessee, of course, brought in Will Stallings, the Las Vegas running back, uh, last week, and. Um, yeah, Tennessee's going to add another running back, of course. Jeremiah Cobb has been one of the guys that they'd like to bring in, but this running back class has been very, very weird, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it really just has. And Jeremiah Cobb, he, you know, he's, it's down to Clemson, Auburn. I think those two teams would likely be ahead of Tennessee right now. Um, but, you know, it, he had some good quotes about sitting down with uh, Josh Golish and kind of deciding how he would be using this offense and, and wanted to know about that, spending time with more, more with Heupel and Jerry Mack and, um, says Tennessee made him feel like a priority, so we'll see what happens. The four-star, uh, top 150 player in the country in Jeremiah Cobb. But I put a question mark by him because I couldn't really get a read after this weekend. Uh, but obviously, Tennessee would like to take him. Uh, the commits, Nico Iamaliava, tied in Ethan Davis. And then the two new commits that we've already spoke on, John Slaughter and linebacker Jeremiah T. Lander. They were also here, obviously, on their official visits. And, man, a lot of great stuff there. I mean, Nico just continues to you know, be the uh, pillar of this class. Um, you know, we have tons of uh, coverage of this official vi- visit weekend at VolQuest.com, and something he told us in one of our videos was um, it was great to come back down here, and you know, it was great to spend time with a lot of the guys. A lot of these guys, they they didn't really know me, and they they only saw me on social media, so it was really good to kind of get to know them on a personal level, and so that was good. Um, Ethan Davis, man, he he was said, hey, we're about to shock the world. We got some guys, you know, jumping in the boats. Um, you know, that probably means some silent commits, right? Um, he said, you know, not going to give anything away, but we got some guys who are going to join us and it's, you know, we're going to shock the world. It's going to be awesome. Said it was an amazing weekend. So, uh, those two guys continue to be instrumental in recruiting. They were recruit, they were recruits and now they are turned recruiter for the university of Tennessee. Uh, let's start with my did well column and uh, we'll start with Tyree Weathersby. He is a three-star prospect from the state of Georgia, Douglasville, and, uh, Tennessee did really, really well here. He was uh, quoted, 
Uh, when we spoke with them at VolQuest, the coaches made me feel like a family. The players made me feel like family. Most of the players in the roster at my position are leaving, so it's a great opportunity to play early. I love the energy from players, how we're connected. Um, I've got to come back and see a game, that game day energy. I can't wait. And uh, Tennessee did really, really well here, uh, really well here. And so I think they are sitting in great spot uh, when he is set to commit, which is likely going to be sometime soon over the next couple of weeks if I had uh, to guess. Quarterback Christian Conyer. And, and again, you know, how – how much can a, a week change things? Uh, Monday, the whole world was falling, right? We talked about on this pod, the, the whole world was coming to an end, right? Because Tennessee missed out on Carnell Tate, and there was a crystal ball for Chris, for Christian Connor to Kentucky, and um, all these other, you know, crystal ball for Francis Mauingoa to, to USC, and the whole world's ending, yada, yada, yada. And I mean, I'm not saying that everything's fixed now, because it's not, and I'm not saying that Tennessee's done, because they're clearly not. But, I mean, you got a much better feel coming out of this weekend than certainly you did on Monday of last week. And that brings us back to Christian Conyer. He did not do any interviews, um, you know, leaving uh, Tennessee's official visit, the four-star number one player out of Kentucky, Tennessee's number one priority at the quarterback position. But he officially visited Kentucky last weekend, and there was a ton of momentum sliding towards Big Blue Nation. But I think a lot of that momentum has gotten back. I think Tennessee, uh, from conversations I've held, I think Tennessee's in, in – uh, you know, back in, in in a much better position for Christian Connor. So we'll see. It's going to be Tennessee or Kentucky, and that's coming down on July the third is when he's going to announce it. But you feel much better about Christian Connor this weekend than you did on Monday and Sunday and Monday of last week. So we'll see what he eventually decides to do. But that decision will come down on July third, and then uh, an offensive lineman that Tennessee did really well with, in in my opinion, and those that um, we've spoken to is uh, Shamarad. Um, Yamarov, and I'm sorry, I can't say his last name. I butchered his last name on Friday's show, but you know, Shamarod essentially that's what we call him, right? That's his first name. Six foot six, about three fifteen, offensive tackle. Guy from Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, he is continuing to give Tennessee a look. It's between Georgia, the homestanding Georgia Bulldogs, who I believe, you know, it would be a, a player for him and Tennessee. And it uh, looks like Tennessee had a really, really good weekend with uh, Shamrod here on his official visit. So those are the did well category. Uh, standing Pat, Francis Maunoa, the Samoan offensive lineman, the five-star offensive lineman um, from IMG Academy, four-star per rivals, but a really, really nice player, top 21 player in the entire country. Um, this is a USC-Tennessee battle. Florida, in my estimation, is not in this one. Uh, Tennessee-USC battle, and this is the final official visit. Uh, his family have been on five official visits in the last three weeks, so you know that they're taxed. But sounds like Tennessee did a really, really nice job with him. And uh, this one's kind of up in the air. But um, you know, with the Nico ties and with this being the last visit and with everything he had to say, he was quoted in saying it was awesome. The whole visit, it started when they picked us up at the airport. I felt the energy. I love the atmosphere. Uh, people here love the volunteers. Tennessee's like its own country. I love seeing the support from the fan base. So I think Tennessee did well there. Um, it'll be interesting. He is he announced his commitment date. It will be on July the 4th, uh, so that's something to watch out for. Uh, but this will be a USC and Tennessee battle, and I think Tennessee is as good a shape as it possibly can be leaving this weekend, so we'll have to see exactly what he chooses over the next week. And then that brings us to Nathan Laycock, a wide receiver that Tennessee jumped in late on his recruitment, three-star per rivals um, out of North Carolina, 15th player out of the state of North Carolina. Um, I think I think he likes Tennessee. Now he's got a lot of teams up there that he's interested in. Um, you've got um, uh, you know a lot of different teams that are kind of in this, but his relationship with Nico uh, as it blossomed when he went over to the uh, overtime seven on seven tournament in Las Vegas last weekend, uh, that continues to blossom. I think he really really likes Kelsey Pope. 
uh, when I talk with him. So this is a guy that Tennessee needs to bring in and uh, you know needs to needs to finish with, and we'll have to see exactly what happens here. But I think that they showed well, and I think Tennessee's in a decent spot for Nathan Laycock um, as well. And then finally, my final one here is move the needle. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, Christian Conyer, we spoke on him to, at nauseum. But Tennessee needs some more cornerbacks, right? And especially if you miss on Christian Conyer, which, again, I don't believe will be the case. I think Tennessee's in a good spot. Uh, but we will see. Obviously, it's not over. Tennessee, Kentucky. But especially if you were to miss on Christian Conyer, you have two guys that came in for an official visit, Jordan Matthews and Jakeem Jackson. Jordan Matthews, a four-star per rivals, top 125 player in the country. LSU just recently offered Jordan Matthews, but this is kind of a Tennessee-Texas battle right now until we see how much LSU is going to get involved. Looks like he's going to announce kind of probably July or or August. Um, Jakeem Jackson. Uh, he's got a lot of guys. He's got a lot of teams that are interested in him coming off an, an official visit with Penn State. Uh, Miami and Florida will get involved there, but Tennessee is very much involved. Uh, he plans on committing in July. He he was going to commit in October, but he moved that date up to July. And so, um, looks like Tennessee did a good job there this weekend. We'll have to see exactly where he stands um, here in the next couple of weeks. And then finally, Hunter Osborne. Um, the fact that he was here at Tennessee this weekend shows that he in my opinion and the opinion of those that work in the industry, that he is not silently silently committed to uh, Clemson because if you commit to Clemson, Dabo says you are not going anywhere else. And so the fact that he was at Tennessee this weekend shows that he looks like he's still on the market. And uh, he said that Tennessee gave him something to think about for sure, you know, leaving Knoxville. Uh, but I would still peg Clemson as the leader in that one. Uh, Clemson-UT battle for Hunter Osborne. So uh, really good weekend. Now, is it... Is it completely over? Is it um, a complete world of difference compared to last Monday when the whole world was falling? No, I wouldn't say that. But a lot of momentum coming from the University of Tennessee out of the final weekend of official visitors. A couple of uh, commitment announcements forthcoming. Of course, we mentioned July 3rd for Christian Conner, July 4th for Big Francis Mauingoa, Jalen Smith on July 10th. So um, Tennessee will certainly be on commitment watch over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk a little... Jeremy Pruitt, hold on, we'll get there, don't worry. Uh, there's good reason behind this, but that's coming up here uh, in a moment when we tie a bow on this edition of Locked on Vaults. Time to tie a bow on this show, Monday show, right here on Locked on Vaults. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out. As always, Eric Kane, welcome back into it. Twitter Tuesday, your mailbag show coming up on tomorrow's show. So slide in those DMs and hit me up via the Twitter machine at underscore Kaner at Lockdown Balls or on Facebook at Caner on Air. All right, so um, I teased this a little bit last week, and I know a lot of you guys have seen it. I know a lot of you guys have DM'd me about it. And so I thought I'd bring it on the show just a little bit. Um, it's not a huge deal. It's really not a huge deal. But you had Jeremy Pruitt, former Tennessee head coach, who's currently suing the University of Tennessee. We don't really know where that kind of stands right now. Um, his legal team put a hard deadline on the university, and um, that was back in October, and that came and nothing happened to our knowledge. So, um Regardless, uh, fired for cause. We talked about a little bit on the not on the Brian Niedemeyer conversation last week. But you have Jeremy Pruitts, who a uh, former head coach at Tennessee, spent three seasons here in Knoxville, and it ended ugly, obviously. And then came in Josh Heupel and kind of flipped the complete 180 on the program in a great first year. And we're seeing what happens in year number two. But making his first public appearance, uh, first public media appearance since everything went down was Jeremy Pruitt. This is last week on the Crane & Company podcast. That is a national sports show, and uh, they're all over the place. And Jeremy Pruitt went on, and you can – 
um, you know, check out that podcast, the complete podcast. But uh, I'm going to play a little clip here. They were asking, and I'll play the whole thing, the setup and all that, but essentially who's set to break out this year. Give this a listen. Jeremy Pruitt, some good things to say about his former employer, employer place. Obviously, Alabama and Georgia, do you think could have a breakout year this year, whether it's a team that was in the cellar that makes a big jump or a team that's kind of in the middle of the pack that's trying to get up that next year, maybe an A&M, somebody like that? I think it, I think it starts at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so you start looking at the teams who have the most experience coming back at quarterback. I would start at Tennessee. Uh, you know, with Hendon Hooker and the success that they had last year, uh, as they grow and develop a little bit on defense, they're going to score points. You look at Kentucky, the quarterback that they have back, um, you know, they're always a dangerous team. Coach Stoops has done a fantastic job building that program. Uh, They find a way to win close games. Um, So that's two teams that kind of just jump off, kind of jump off the table to me to start with. Better said, I should have said his former place of employment. But regardless, that was Jeremy Pruitt on the Crane and Company show. Um, Are you guys surprised by this? I'll tell you why I am not. Um, Guys, he brought in Hendon Hooker. I I make that comment every now and again because I think we often forget. He brought in Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech to quarterback his offense moving forward. Now, would Hendon Hooker be who Hendon Hooker is now if it was still in the Jim Chaney offense that was handcuffed by Jeremy Pruitt? I would say probably not. I think good quarterback coaching from Josh Heupel and Joey Halsey the offense uh, ability to open things up and to do a bunch of different things allowed um, them to use the most out of Hendon Hooker once he finally got the job from Joe Milton. I say finally, it was game two, but still. Um, but still, Jeremy Pruitt is the reason that Hendon Hooker is here at Tennessee. And if I was ousted in a very public and ugly manner and to, in my former place of employment, which is you know a football team, was finding success offensively with uh, my players, especially a player that I brought in at the very end of my tenure, I would often say glowing remarks about them too. And so I'm not, I'm not slamming Jeremy Pruitt for this. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like, okay, well that's expected, right? He brought in Hendon Hooker. You heard it there. It said, you know, it starts, you got to have good quarterback play. It starts with Tennessee and, and, and Hendon Hooker as they continue to build, you know, uh, defensively and getting better there. I think that they're going to continue to get better. And then he moves on. He talks about Will Levis at Kentucky and uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, that's not shocking. Um, I have heard through, you know, circles of conversation that, you know, Jeremy Pruitt still, you know, watches Tennessee. Um, you know, why? Why would you want to do that? Well, again, these are all of his players who were here contributing. Think about it, guys. Cedric Tillman, he brought him in here. Think about uh, think about this one. Um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking on this. Cade Mays last year, he brought him in here. Hendon Hooker brought him in here. All these new recruits that are stepping up and playing. He brought them in here. Jerome Carvin, Jeremy Banks, playing linebacker. He brought them in here. Um, Lante Taylor, Theo Jackson, all those guys. Or Theo Jackson was not. That was Butch. But Lante Taylor, he brought them in here. Jalen McCullough, he brought them in here. Trayvon, I mean, all, we can go down the line, right? Um, Tyler Barron. Um, so he's still watching them because those are his players, right? And I would assume that he wants Tennessee to do well and continue to win because in a, in a roundabout way, it makes him look better because those are his players. Now, you can dive, dive in a little deeper into this and say, well, what about development, right? Um, these players got some development, and they, you know, that's the case for Cedric Tillman, no doubt. That's the case for Hendon Hooker. No, well, it's kind of hard to say Hendon Hooker because Pruitt and his staff never coached Hendon Hooker, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, look at Nigel Warrior, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's first year here. Uh, he was kind of nobody with Butch Jones and then flipped the switch when Jeremy Pruitt came on, and we gave Pruitt credit for developing Nigel Warrior. 
Um, that's what we're doing here with Heupel and his staff and Cody Burns and Kelsey Pope uh, with wide receiver Cedric Tillman. And so um, his comments there, the comments that I just played for you, was not shocking whatsoever. Absolutely was not shocking whatsoever because those are his players. Um, he probably is getting satisfaction when they're pl making plays because it makes him look good because he brought them to Tennessee. But at the end of the day, um, I'm just assuming again, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, putting myself in his shoes, but at the end of the day, he was still fired for cause and you know, he's not in a good position. And obviously it's about development and what this coaching staff is currently doing with those players is going a long way. So found that interesting. Those are kind of my thoughts. Not, not, not much to add on to that. Really. This really isn't much of a story, but it was interesting to see Jeremy Pruitt come out there, make his first public uh, media appearance. And the first team that was out of his mouth per that quote that we just played that audio clip was Tennessee, but was not shocking in the least bit to me. It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Of course, the NCAA investigation is still in Tennessee, hoping to get that notice of allegations at some point in the next couple of months. Uh, the uh, lawsuit going on from Pruitt's camp to the University of Tennessee. It's wild. It's crazy. But, hey, it's never dull here atop Rocky Top. That's going to do it here for this Monday show. I am Eric Kane. Guys, thank you so much, as always, for making Lockdown Vols your first listen, your first watch each and every day. Now, Make your second listen Locked On SEC. Every single day, host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen right behind Locked On Ball. It's going to be catching up with Chris Gordy at SEC Media Days in Atlanta here coming up in a couple of weeks, so I'm looking forward to that. Guys, thank you so much as always. Um, you make this show so much fun to do, and I love sitting here talking into a, a t uh, not a mirror, but a, a camera every single day. Uh, but knowing that you guys are watching and listening uh, on the other side, it, it, it's awesome. And I love the communication. I love the engagements on the uh, the live chat there on on YouTube. It's a whole lot of fun. So, guys, thank you so much as always. We'll do it again tomorrow, Twitter Tuesday. Don't forget to get in those questions right here on Locked On Balls. We'll